Well, listen, we started something this morning. We're going to continue it a little bit tonight because I think it's important, number one, that God's people get established in their faith. We have to be established in our faith. In order to get established, you know, an old tree, it gets that, those roots go down deep in the ground. And if we don't, if we got a shallow relationship with the Lord, guess what's going to happen when the wind flows? You're going to be knocked off course. You're going to be knocked down. You might even be destroyed. But if you've got that root system down deep when the winds blow, you've got something that's sturdy, strong, that's going to keep you and, and, and you're going to be able to stand and withstand the onslaught of the devil. Now listen, we're living in the perilous times. We're living in the end times. We're living in uh, the very end of the end times, when you get right down to it, that, that before the coming of the Lord. We're, 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 right, we're on that verge. These are, these are the years and the generation that all of those old pioneers, they look forward to. See, they preached it like it was going to happen, and they, and they should have, because we don't know the hour of the day, but we do know the signs of the times. And we're seeing more signs revealed and come to pass in this end time than what they saw during that time. Now, a lot of them saw some things happen. They, uh, some of them were there, and they saw when Israel was birthed again in 1948, and they got their property, a little, bit of, a little bitty spot. That's, that's not the spot that God promised Abraham, because God's going to fulfill his entire word on that. And Israel will have their full possession before it's all over with. And, I, and that's what I tell people. I said, don't, don't judge the end time by what this one says and that one says. You keep your eye on Israel, because Israel is the key to the prophetic events that's taking place. And it's still the key. It's still that it, God hasn't finished fulfilling his promise to Israel yet, but it's going to happen. And as we, as we see that, we, we're going to have to be established in the Lord ourselves. Because, and this isn't to put fear in people, but things are not going to get better. This world's going to wax worse and worse. The evil in the world's going to wax worse and worse. We're going to see more hatred towards God and God's people than we've ever thought of. There's always been a hatred from the devil, and he's always had a group that heeded to him, and he seduced them, and they've always been anti-God or anti-Christ. But we're going to see the full influx of this thing that's going to be happening. And you know what? We shouldn't fear, but we should rejoice, because that means... The coming of the Lord draws nigh. Hallelujah. And that's, that's exactly what we need to keep our focus on is on that. But we started this morning on the root system of faith. And I, I want to I continue that a little bit tonight because we talked this morning about the tap root. How many knows what a good tap root does? It brings life. If you don't have a good tap root, that tree's going to dry. Would you tell me about a tree you saw that the inside of it was just, just, it was one of your trees that just totally dead on the inside all the way. just hollow, I guess. And, yeah, just hollow all the way down. Because the taproot had been destroyed or the taproot wasn't, wasn't there doing what it was supposed to do. That taproot brings life. And this morning we found out on the taproot that we, that we needed this morning was the fact that we need the root of, of, uh, 
of uh, the, that root of faith, that faith root. That's, that is our tap root, faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith, I mean, you start reading, you ought to get your concordance down sometime just on the word faith and just look at it from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. Faith is there. We are people of faith. We're people of faith. It's going to take faith in order to make it. It's going to take faith for us to be able to stand strong in this end time. If we don't have the faith, we're not going to be able to stand strong. But because of what we know and who we know, and we read the back of the book, it's able to stand strong because God's going to keep us. He'll preserve us. Now, that doesn't mean people won't give their life to the Lord. But the thing is, we know that when we leave this earth, we wake up in the presence of God. Amen. That's, that's, the, that's the joy of it all. But that, that tap root of faith. Faith, when you get it right down to it, faith is involved in every aspect of your life. Faith is involved in your salvation. You've got to believe. You've got to have faith in what Jesus did. Faith is involved in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You've got to have faith to receive the power of God and the Spirit of God in your life and be filled with the Spirit of the Lord and have that empowerment. And the, Listen, the Holy Ghost is more than just giving you something to shout about. The Holy Ghost is more than just giving you something to have goosebumps over. The Holy Ghost is given to empower you to be witnesses unto the Lord in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. In our case, Aubrey, Denton, <laughs> Dallas, Texas, and the other most parts of the earth. Because that's what we have to understand that faith, that taproot of faith is important. Faith, faith brings the joy of the Lord. Faith brings healing. Faith brings uh, um, the, the, the peace of God in your life. Faith, faith, faith brings your children home. Faith, faith saves your household. Faith is important. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, you cannot please God. Hallelujah. So that taproot of faith is important in our relationship with the Lord. And we dealt with that this morning, but tonight I want to deal with something else on this, and that is the root. Because of our tap root, we've got now the root of fellowship. It's called the root of fellowship. I call it the root of fellowship. And look at the, I'm going to read in Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7. As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Now look what it says. Rooted. See, there's that word rooted again. And built up in Him. And established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Rooted and built up. Now watch this. We're talking about this root of fellowship that we have to have with the Lord. I know some people join churches, but they never get in fellowship with the Lord. See, you, you can join a church, but not have fellowship with the Lord. The fellowship with God is what's going to cause a church to be strong when we have fellowship, because we've got to have the fellowship with the Lord. Look at uh, Colossians 2. I want to read down the uh, Amplified Version on that verse I just read. But therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in union with Him, reflecting His character in the things you do and say, living lives that lead others away from sin, and having been deeply rooted in Him, and now being continually built up in Him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing in it with gratitude. 
Now, that just kind of amplifies what that scripture said a while ago. And uh, uh, I, sometimes I like to get it amplified a little bit so we can understand exactly what God's telling us. It's, listen, we have received him, and now then we've got this fellowship, and because of this fellowship, we're going to be able to be established in our faith through fellowship with the Lord. Did you know, even in church, Friends, you could even put it in the category friends. If you fellowship with friends, you can draw strength from one another. And this is what the fellowship of, of, of believers is. You draw strength one from another. But before you can even really have that true fellowship amongst ourselves, we've got to have this root of fellowship with the Lord. We've got to fellowship Him, know Him. Get full of his love. Let him have his love in us so that when we fellowship with one another, it's the love of God that's ministering to each other through, through all of us to each other as we're around each other and, and the blessings of God. Have you ever been around people you just like being around? You know what it is? It's because they've got that root of fellowship with the Lord. And because of that root of fellowship they've got with the Lord, it's flowing out. And, and hopefully that's what people feel about us. They like being around us. I don't want to, to come into the church one day and everybody say, oh, here comes a preacher. Let's go get that one. You know? No, I hope they say, hey, Brother Clarence, good to see you. Good to see you. You look happy today. I hope I do every day. Amen. But it's a fellowship with the Lord. Now, God wants each one of us to walk in success. And blessings. And I say success. This isn't a success seminar we're doing here tonight. But success, the word success is in the Bible. God wants us to be successful. He wants us to be a successful church. He wants us to be a successful believer. Have a successful family. And so success is God's aim and purpose for every one of us. But it, it's only, this, faith is what pleases our Father, of course. This is what pleases God, faith, faith in him. Look at what it says in Hebrews eleven six. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without, you know, that, that's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? Because, number one, you're saved by faith. You receive the things of God by faith. And it's, it's faith in Him that causes us to grow spiritually and in the wisdom of the Lord. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that He is. Don't come with a prayer and say, I sure hope God hears me tonight. No, you gotta believe that He is. When you pray, you got to believe that God is. God is whatever we need Him for when we're praying to Him. God will be exactly what we need Him to be. And so what God is saying here, He that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And Jesus is our example of faith in this earth. Jesus is our example. All the disciples followed His example. See, he was the one that taught them. He's the one that 
put input into their lives. And they, they begin to walk even as Christ walked. There, there's a scripture that says, walk even as he walked, even as Christ walked. We're to walk in this world, walk in this life, even as he did. But the fruit of faith is the desired result we're aiming for. How many, how many wants that desired result? I, I want the result of what God's Word declares. If you're believing something, in order to bear fruit, we've got to have an established root system, though. In order to have any fruit, any fruit in our endeavors, any fruit in our walk with the Lord, we've got to get a root system established. And that faith is that taproot. Faith in what God says. Faith in the Word. In order to bear fruit, we have to have that. And so we have to, number one, seek God's kingdom first. Now, that I know I'm talking to people here who have been serving God for years. I mean, if we put all of our time of serving God together and added it all up together, we're probably serving God more than most of the people in Aubrey. <laughs> but... But we've got to seek God's kingdom first. Walk in the counsel of God's word. We've got to walk in the counsel of God. How many comes expecting to receive a word from the Lord? I mean, how many believes church should be a place where you can receive a word from God that will strengthen you and establish you and keep you going through your situations in life that you're facing? Now, Look what it said in Psalms 1, verses 1 and 3. We read this the other night, or the other day. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Listen, you can't get advice from somebody that don't know God. <laughs> don't go to some backslidden person. Don't go to a backslidden preacher and try to get advice. Now, we need to pray for those backsliders. God loves the backsliders. He wants them to come back. But I'm saying... You can't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I want to walk in the counsel of somebody that hears from God and has a track record. They got a good track record that God answers prayer, that God is God. God loves us. He won't leave us in a lurch. God is on our side. And if he be for us, who can be against us? And he said, walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I don't want to be scornful. God don't want us to be scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall be blessed. Whatever you do for the Lord is going to be honored. God is looking down at the obedient heart as we're obeying God and fulfilling the will of God in our lives, and God blesses it. Hallelujah. Regardless of how big it may seem, it's big because God said do it. And if God said do it, even though it's small in other people's eyes, it's big in God's eyes. And God's looking for those people that will do that. But real faith seeks after the Lord, not after the provisions necessarily that the Lord supplies. Over in Matthew 6, 25. uh, Well, that whole portion of Scripture, he said, I say to you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on it, is not life more than food and the body more than uh, clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor neither uh, gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. How many's ever noticed that? I mean, the other morning I was out on the porch, 
my cats like to go out there, and they got to have me to protect them when they go out on the front porch. You know, I go on the front porch, and I sit there and drink my coffee, and, and they kind of get out there and nibble on grass, whatever the cats do, you know, until there's a big truck comes by, and boy, they skedaddle and get and jump in my lap nearly, you know. But, uh, uh, but, but, <laughs> but you, he, he said, look at the birds. The birds were just flying over. And I was looking at these flock of birds flying over, and you know what? They don't have a worry in their life because the Father, the Heavenly Father, makes sure that they got everything they need. That's what the Scripture says. That's what Jesus told them. They neither sow nor reap, nor gather nor born. Your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valued than they? Which of you being worried can add one cubit to the stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Uh, oh, you of little faith. Therefore, don't worry. Don't worry. How many knows worry is a big thing in people's lives? <laughs> Do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Worry? I, you know, i tell you what. Just thank God for what you've got and just go on and praise the Lord. God will give you more when you need it. Amen? But what all these things the Gentiles seek, for your Heavenly Father knows what you uh, that you need these things. But... Here's the key. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Don't seek these things. Seek Him. Seek the kingdom. We're tapped in. I'm talking about getting tapped into that root system. Faith is the, is the tap root in our life. And we got to get that faith in God. He is our Father. He's our provider. He, he's, he's everything we need him to be if we'll just follow him. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, uh, one translation, Moffitt's translation, I like to read some different deals sometimes. It said, seek God's realm. In other words, seek God's realm. Get, let's get in the realm where God is and seek his realm. The Amplified said, but seek after, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom. In other words, follow after God. Seek the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Isn't that what Paul said in Romans? But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Those three things. He didn't say anything about trying to get a big mansion. Big car. I I love big cars. I love big mansions. (laughs) But, But that's not my goal. Our goal is to seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things... Everything else in this world and in our life that we shall be added to us because we're tapped in. See, my, my taproot is faith. Whether I see a, a, a manifestation of big money that I need to do something, I'm going to trust God and let God do my everyday stuff. And when it comes time for the big thing, God will have it there too. I've seen that happen so often. I've seen God just do supernatural things. Supernatural. It's God, not man, but God, that moves and does it for us. Amen. Seek, those, seek things in the heavenly realm. Look at Colossians 3.1. If you be risen with Christ, seek after these things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God, and set your affections on things above and not on things on this earth. Praise God. 
So we're not going to have it on things on this earth. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we need an established relationship. And you know what God's looking for? He's looking for somebody that can get a hold of this t- word. How many knows the word is our life? It's life. It's health. It's such it's sustenance to us. I mean, th- this is God in us. It's His word. It, it's what keeps you. It keeps you going. But what we need is sonship. An established relationship with the Lord. And I say sonship because, you see, in Christ there's neither male nor female. Do you ever think about that? In Christ there's neither male nor female. Because when he looks at you, he looks beyond our skin and our gender that we are. He got, God created them, both male and female, throughout the creation of God. That's not what he's looking at. He's looking at the spirit on the inside, that spirit of person. And that's where we have to understand that he's looking for the sonship, sonship. And even the ladies can be part of the sonship program because there's neither male nor female in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, look at Hebrews 2, verses 10 through 13. For it was fitting for him whom are all things and by whom are all things and bringing many sons to glory he, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who, under, who, he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him, and again, here am I and the children whom God has given me, for it became him for whom all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons into glory. I'll tell you something. When we get to heaven, I don't think our minds can even comprehend the number of children or sons in the Lord, because like there's neither male nor female. And what God's looking at is the spirit of the person, and he's bringing many sons into glory. And I tell you, when we get to heaven, we're going to be, I don't know if we'll be shocked, but we'll be amazed (laughs) at the number of people that God has there. But we're children of the Lord. Look at James 1.18. I'm reading a lot of scriptures here, but the scripture speaks for itself. Look what it said. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of his truth. You're not saved unless the word is part of your salvation. Isn't that what Paul wrote in Romans? If you believe in your heart and say it with your mouth, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him. from That's all of the gospel. See, that's part of the gospel. And we've got to believe that. And when we do that, that means that we're going to see God do what he said. We're his workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God afore prepared that we should walk in them. So we've got to know who we are. How many glad you know who you are tonight? I'm Clarence Richard Dalrymple. But I'm looking beyond what I am in this earth. I'm looking inside where that taproot of faith is. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. And you're a child of God. And really, in reality, we're all sons of God. <laughs> Amen? We're daughters of the Lord here. But, but I'm talking about in reality, as far as our spirit man, 
We're sons of God. Amen. And he's made him to, uh, he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Through him. We're, we're talking about that established relationship. We're still talking about that root system. Faith. Faith is that primary root. That's that tap root. And some people can't walk in the righteousness that God's created for them and made available to them because that taproot of faith is not plugged in and it's not down deep into the soil of the Word so that it can draw life from that Word and we can know who we are in Christ and what He's done for us and know that we're on our way to heaven. Praise God. We're, 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 this, this is just a temporary dwelling place in earth, by the way. But we're on our way. But he said that that uh, that we should be uh, uh, we're made the righteousness of God in Him. Amen. Now look at First John three one and two. I'm not reading a lot of scriptures, but if you want to jot them down, you can read them at home. But behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Beloved, now are we the children of God? And it has not been yet revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. We've, we've, we've read that over and over and over and over, but I want, I, you know, let's take, we are now, we are children of God. You're a child of God. And it's not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. Sons and daughters of the King. For we shall see Him as He is. I like what Romans 8, verse 15 through 17 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. How many knows you've been adopted into the family of God? Did you know who the first children were? Israel. They're the first. They're actually the first. That God, it was, it was they were God's people. They, that, that's... From Adam all the way through. I mean, this, these were God's people. And when God spoke to Abraham and gave him all the land, that's when Israel became a reality as far as a nation. And they began to follow after the Lord. But I want to tell you something. We're, we're on our way to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Jesus is, uh, is on our side. But you see, we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. If children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. And if we indeed suffer with him, we shall also be glorified together. This is what God's declaring to us. I like Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How many knows there's two pieces not two P-I-E-C-E-S, but two P-E-A-C-E-S. Two, two different kinds of peace. You have peace with God. But see, the taproot of faith is going to go deep, and you're going to realize and understand what the peace of God is. See, a lot of people have made peace with God in the new birth. And coming down and giving their lives to the Lord. But that's only the beginning. Now then, they've got to realize by that taproot of faith, you've got the peace of God. Peace that passes all understanding. 
that keeps your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Not do we just have peace with Him, we have the peace of God. That's why we can stand strong in the time of trouble, because the peace of God, our taproot is there. Paula just went through a terrible ordeal here not long ago, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and lost a lot of stuff. And But, you know, stuff that don't mean nothing to you now, does it? I mean, stuff doesn't really matter, but God still restores. But you know what you have to learn? <laughs> you got to learn, I've got the peace of God. See, whatever, whatever we're going through, sometimes you're going to go through some hard times and some hard trials in this life. That's when you need to tap, that taproot of faith needs to get down, and you've got the peace of God. That God kind of peace. That peace of God that somebody says, how in the world do you stand so strong in the midst of all this trouble that you're in? Because I've got, I've tapped in. My tap roots down. I'm tapped into the source. I've got His peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding keeps my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's what we got to get a hold of. Amen. Now, and, and I want to get down to the root of fellowship because this is what this is really all about here. Fellowship is, a very, is the very mother of faith. Fellowship. Now, now, we think of fellowship as getting out here and having a party. <laughs> and that's fun, too. I enjoy the fellowships, by the way. Do you all enjoy the fellowships? We're going to have another one here at the end of the month. But, but you know, fellowships are good. But the fellowship that God's wanting us is that fellowship with Him. That's the very mother of faith right there, is that fellowship with God. When you've got that fellowship with God, everybody else around you can just be anti-God. It doesn't matter. You're in fellowship with God. Your taproot is down. And you've got that fellowship with the Lord. And He's, uh, and He, the John 8, 29, and He that sent me, this is Jesus talking. He that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Jesus was 100% man while he was on this earth. And he had to learn how to tap in to the life of the Father, his Father. He was God in the flesh, but at the same time, 100% flesh. He was, he was 100% man while he was on this earth. And he had to learn to tell. But he that sent, sent me is with me. The Father's not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. So fellowship's important. This root of fellowship is important. We've got to learn how to fellowship. How many, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. How many gets up in the morning and spends time with the Lord? You know, you've got to spend that time with God. You need to spend time not just in the morning, but even during the day. You can do it driving down the road, spend that time with the Lord, fellowshipping the Lord and being part, because fellowship is important. Now, the definition of the word fellowship itself means partnership, participation, communicate, communion. This is all part of fellowship. You know, you can have two people living in a house and they not even fellowship. You know, fellowship's not having two men in the boat. They may not be, they, they may not be on the same page together. <laughs> Especially if they're rowing a boat. One wants to row this way and one wants to row the other way. That's not too good, too good a fellowship. And so the fellowship is where you, you, you're, you're in unison 
and you're with the Lord. But this fellowship that God's talking about is partnership, participation, to communicate, communion. God is faithful. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful. Everybody say God's faithful. God is faithful. God does not go back on his word. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his son, Christ Jesus. God is faithful by whom you were called. How many glad you're called? Did you know when you got saved, you were called? You don't come to the Lord except the Holy Spirit draws. It has to be the Holy Ghost that draws people. You can't just get them in church. It's got to be the Holy Spirit that draws them and touches their spirit and draws them in to that point to where they can make that commitment to the Lord and that and, and be born again and be touched by the Lord. But God's faithful by whom you were called to the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. See, fellowship involves commitment. Look at uh, Amos 3 and 3. Can two walk together? <laughs> Except they be agreed. If they're not in fellowship, you can't walk together. That'd be like having an atheist church come in here and say, could we join y'all? This, this pandemic has really messed up our situation. We don't have a building. Can we just join y'all in services here? We're atheists. We don't believe in God. We don't believe in Jesus or nothing like that. But, you know, we'll do part of the service. Y'all do the other part of the service. How many knows that that go over like... A lead balloon. I, I mean, you know, it wouldn't work. It doesn't even work when you've got differences of doctrines within the Protestant churches. It doesn't even work then. Everything should be centered on Jesus Christ. But a lot of the doctrines of some of these Protestant and I say Protestant, I say call them Protestant because they're not part of the, the big church around the world and things like that. But they're Protestant churches. But the thing is, they don't have that fellowship with the Lord. They're, they don't have that taproot down. See, if you get the taproot down, I tell you what, I can get along with anybody if I got the taproot down into Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I've preached in churches before and... and uh, uh, I, I didn't agree with everything that they said and did, but it was nothing really in a, in a position of where it was contrary to the truth of the gospel, you know. But they just had their ways of doing things. I didn't necessarily agree with it. People may not necessarily agree with the way I do things. And, you know, if, if that's okay. You just pray for me that God will give me a dream or something to wake me up and, and make me do the right thing, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, fellowship involves commitment. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Listen, if you're going to have God on your side, you're going to have to commit to him. You're going to have to commit to his will. Commit to his plan. Commit to his purpose. Uh, commit to uh, his ideas. <laughs> commit to what he says. And i tell you what, there's only one way. That's through the cross. The preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. It's foolishness even to a lot of what you call, quote, mega churches today. They don't preach the cross. They don't preach the blood. And I'm not fussing at nobody and, or nothing like that. But they've gotten away from the gospel. It's all social in the social realm. It's all in the social type thing. And I, I tell you something. We need, it's got to be a commitment to the Lord. 
That's why I'm preaching this message, and I hope somebody's listening to me out there by Facebook, the root system of faith. Today we're talking about fellowship. Amen? Abraham was called the friend of God. Have you know that's a pretty good high honor? Abraham was called the friend of God. That's the highest honor that a Hebrew gave to another. We were in Israel, and we were there for two weeks. We stayed at the hotel in Jerusalem there. And there was a little man who had a shop in the, in the uh, hotel. And we'd go down there every day. And uh, I'd get some coffee and, or something. And I'd sit there with him and talk. And we'd just talk to him and just enjoy the, the, the history that he could tell us. You know, he was, a, he was a Jewish man. He wasn't a Christian Jew. He was a Jew. And he didn't, you know, he didn't believe in Christ as we believe in it today. But you know what? He was there. And when we left after two weeks... We were leaving, and we went by there, and we was checking out, and we, we said we just wanted to come by and say we enjoyed our time of talking with you and just enjoying it. And he said, I enjoyed it too, and I bid my friends a good trip. Friends. Now, when a Hebrew and a Jewish man calls you friend, that's the highest honor that they can put upon you as an individual to call you friend. He called us friend. I tell you what, I, I got teary-eyed, you know, and uh, I hugged him. He hugged me back, you know, and, and, and but I, I said, you're our friend, too. We're going to pray for you. He said, please do. <laughs> and he, he, in, in turn, he said he was going to pray for us. And I'll tell you something, that was, that was an honor. But Abraham was called the friend of God. Abraham was called the friend of God. Not too many people in the Bible got that title, friend of God. Abraham was a friend. He was committed to the purpose and the will of God. That's why he was a friend of God. And it was an equal exchange with both he and God giving their best. And that, that's what they did during that covenant relationship that they made. That, that When God cut covenant with Abraham, that was a covenant that Abraham was involved in with the Lord. And listen, it, it, entitled, it entails a lot of things. I mean, uh, he's your protector. He's your he's your life. Uh, he, he's your he's your health. He, he's your he's your provider. I, I mean, all of this is all part of it. And and part of the covenant relationship is when they cut covenant. When Jonathan and and uh, 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 David cut covenant together, you know, Jonathan was Saul's son, and and they cut covenant. They made covenant with each other, a blood covenant. And they would they would exchange their clothes or their 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 swords and their weapons and and, and things and and they would by doing that they were saying what I have is yours and by giving the weapons when whoever comes against you I will be there to fight for you and with you that that's covenant relationship actually this is what happens when nations make these treaties or pacts peace treaties they call them. But they're covenants. They're covenants. They had covenants in the Bible between countries. They'd make covenants. And that covenant is to, I'll stand for you. I'll fight for you. All of our weapons and all of our army is for you. And that's the way a covenant relationship is. And you know what God's saying when you make covenant with him? That's what he did with Abraham. Hey, I got your back, Abraham. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to be a, I'm going to, I'm going to be against your enemies. Your enemies are going to be my enemies and I'm going to come against them. This is covenant. This is covenant relationship. And God wants us to understand that in this exchange that we're doing and we're learning uh, about the taproot of faith, 
we've got to get that taproot of faith down in this covenant relationship with God tonight. He is for you and not against you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? That's what the Word says. And I'm going to stand on what God says. Amen. Meditations involved in fellowship. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly in Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hallelujah. Now what did he say? Who doesn't walk in the counsel of them? We can't walk in the counsel of people that don't believe God. Don't try to get spiritual help from somebody who don't even believe God. I tell you what, I want to get a hold of somebody that knows the Word, that'll stand with me with the Word. That's who I want to be in alliance with, and let them stand with me. And look what he said now. His delight, and in his law he meditates day and night. That word meditate means to ponder, to mutter, to converse with yourself out loud. That's what it means, meditate. Have you ever seen people going around talking to themselves? I do a lot of times. Pat does too. I'll say, what? Y'all seen that commercial? What? (laughs) She said, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the Lord. Conversing with the Lord. That's meditation. To ponder, to mutter, to converse with yourself out loud. Meditation builds the capacity for faith. When you meditate upon the Word, you think on the Word. Think on these things, things that are just, things that are honest, things that are pure, things that are of good report. Think on these things. Meditate upon these things. And if we ponder and mutter the Word, we're going to receive the fruit and the results of that as we, as we meditate upon the things of God. If we ponder and mutter the Word, we're going to receive the results of this word. Hallelujah. If you're going through a physical time, start finding those scriptures in there for the covenant relationship you've got with God. Start muttering those words. Because those words will happen. God's with you. And God's not against you. And the discovery of true fellowship with God is one of the strongest roots in the system of faith. We've got to have fellowship with God. You've got to have fellowship with God before you can have fellowship with one another. Pat and I have great fellowship, but she had fellowship with God before we got together. I had fellowship with God. I was alone. She was alone. But we had fellowship with God. And when we come together, we got great fellowship with God together, but also separately because we have to have that separate relationship with the Lord at the same time. But we're one, and we do it together also. I tell you what, I get a lot of good sermons from her. You wonder where all my good preaching comes from? Right there. She comes into my office, she's in her office, and I'm in mine, and she says, let me show you something. And boy, I tell you, that sounds good. That sounds good. And I let her know, I don't let her know I'm getting some good thoughts out of it. I'm going to make a good message out of it. Hallelujah. If she don't beat me to it. But listen, it's one of the strongest roots, fellowship. We're talking about the root system of faith. That taproot Faith is a taproot, and fellowship is one of those branches that goes off of it, you know. And, and, and we're going to see God begin to do some things. If we allow it, it's going to be stronger as we walk. Oh, listen, I'll tell you, there's just a whole lot, God says. 
I want to read Jeremiah 17, and I'm going to quit. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall uh, inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land where, which, is not, which is not inhabited. And blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. This is, this is the man I want to be. I trust in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall not be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters, and spreads out its roots, and will not fear when heat comes. Will not fear. How many of those fears of the devil? Fear is spelled F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. Amen. That's what fear is. False evidence appearing real. And, but, and when he, but its leaf will be green. And will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, this root of fellowship is important. And if I can encourage all of you, those watching by Facebook, those that's here, spend time in fellowship with the Lord. Because that is a good root. That's a good root. You've got to have that fellowship time with the Lord. If you don't have it, things are going to go wrong. Things are going to be in a dither. You're going to be all anxious. But when you spend that fellowship time with the Lord, you know what God will do many times? He'll give you a scripture as you're meditating in the, in the early hours of the morning when you're fellowshipping the Lord. God will give you a scripture. And all of a sudden, you face something that day, and that scripture will come to you. Oh, yeah, that's what God showed me this morning. That's what God spoke to me this morning because of the fellowship with the Lord. And listen, we got we got to get our roots down deep because the wind's going to start blowing worse and worse. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to be able to stand strong. Amen, because we, we got that, we got that uh, taproot called faith. What did Jesus say? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. I mean, God is the only answer. Have faith in God. Not in what you see, not in what you feel, not in what people say, not in what the newspapers say, not what the newscasters say. Have faith in God. You read this. We read the back of the book and we know who wins. We still win. That doesn't mean we don't go through some storms and some winds and some torrential rain or something like that. But the thing is, when you know God's with you, you're never alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and just thank God for the word tonight. Father, we just praise you. Your word is truth. And Father, we receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word that's ours. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Let's sing that, of course, before we leave here tonight. For He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead, and He is Lord. 
Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, hallelujah. God is so good. Regardless of what you're going through, Jesus knows exactly where we are. Isn't that wonderful news? We're not lost out there just groping around in darkness. His light is there. His Spirit is there. and His presence is there. And the peace and the joy of the Lord is there. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Praise God. Thankful for those that came and those that watch my Facebook Live. Let us know. We hear from you often. Let us know. Amen. What we can do for you. Pray for you. Whatever is needed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Sherry, would you dismiss us tonight? Amen. God bless you. See y'all Wednesday, if not sooner.